So the other day I got a message on Facebook that said, John, I love the message of your videos, but not if it's coming from you. There are choices you've made in your past that render you not qualified to spread such a message. And for me, that was hard to hear because the hypocritical Christian is something I fear. To be put in a category like that, I, I could think of nothing worse. So maybe there's something I should have said first. You see, I can't and won't and don't claim to be perfect. In fact, most times I'm not even good. I'll take responsibility for the mistakes I've made and the hurts I've caused. I got more than I probably should. But would God use that against me? Making good coming from my life impossible? Forgives me but refuses to use me? I don't believe in that gospel. I believe in the God of Moses. Moses was an orphan and a murderer with a stutter and a price on his head. Yet God chose this killer to be a fulfiller, performing miracles, leading his people, and making rivers flow red. I believe in the God of David. David, the shepherd boy who turned into a king, a terrible father and an adulterer from the start. Yet even with wrongdoings and iniquity, we remember him as the man after God's own heart. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, living a life without direction. Matthew was a tax collector, the lowest of the low, yet they both walked and talked and witnessed Christ's perfection. Did God choose the Pharisees? The self-righteous and pompous full of laws and pretension? Or did he choose cowardly Peter and persecuting Paul to spread the message of Christ's redemption? All these heroes in the Bible, not a one of them was likely. Leaning not on themselves, they leaned on God. And you know what God is? He is mighty. So can God use me? A broken, steaming mess? And can God use him or her or you? I'm here to tell you right now that the answer is yes. God can and will use anybody, even if you only go to church on Christmas. Does he only speak through the preacher? No, God is in a different business because believing in the Lord isn't living a perfect Walgreens life, always doing right. It's letting his light shine from within and letting his word be your tutor. He'll take your broken past, helping you step in to a more hopeful future because it wasn't for perfection that Jesus died on that cross. It was for the unhealthy so the sick could serve the sick and seek and save the lost. Because in the end, these words and these lights and these cameras and this video, it's not about me. It's about God. And with God, it's never about who you were but about who you will be. It's God's story for the world, and we're just playing our parts. So if you're out there feeling not qualified, that's great, because not qualified is where he starts. I may know that's a good word right there. Turn your neighbor, tell him, say, you are qualified. Absolutely. You know what? I was, let me just, let me say this um, about the project. Um, I didn't even know that, um, that there was going to be an opportunity to give towards it uh, until Sunday after church. Uh, dad told me, I hadn't even talked to my dad. Um, I actually, I shared with you guys uh, last Wednesday that there's a possible opportunity. Um, and as a matter of fact, even after Wednesday night, the very next day, I contacted um, a very good friend of mine in Georgia who is a producer. Um, and, uh, and so we're putting some numbers together. Uh, I know what the figure was last time in, in uh, 2003. It was about $15,000 to do the, the full project with all the musicians and, and all of those things and buying copyrights for music that I didn't write uh, in addition to the songs that I wrote. Um, so I had no idea. So tonight was a surprise. Um, but there's going to be more opportunities. I'm actually going to ask God how in the world we're going to, you know, I know that you've said, yes, it's time to do it. Uh, how's the money going to happen? I don't have that. But I know that... Um, uh, that God will supply every need because I believe that the music and the inspiration needs to glorify Jesus Christ. Amen? 
And so in the days ahead, once we get that total number of what it's going to be, uh, we're going to do a GoFundMe account. That way our friends back in Georgia can give. Uh, if you want to sow into it um, through the ministry, uh, you can do it that way so you get a tax write-off or whatever. Um, but I'm just I'm honored uh, to be able to, to do this once again, and I'm glad that you guys are going to be with me on the journey. Amen? Because I'm qualified. <laughs> say you're qualified. Turn to that person directly behind you, look them in the eyes and say, you are qualified. You know, I was wondering how in the world that particular video was going to tie in uh, to the message because I think it's very important that we understand that your sin and my sin does not disqualify us. Uh, Actually, it qualifies us and makes you and I the perfect candidate for what God wants to do. I am the perfect candidate. You are the perfect candidate for what God has chosen you specifically to do. Now, I'm not saying that God is okay with sin. What I'm saying is that he wants to take the mess that's been created because of your sin and turn it into a message. He wants to take the mess that you're in that everybody else sees. Oh, my goodness, their life's a mess. And they're Christians? I'm concerned. Yeah, you should be. They should be because God wants to take your mess and turn it into your message. He wants to take the test, I know you've heard this, the test that you're going through and turn it into your testimony. And see, your testimony, when you, when you, when you begin to, to, to share with others what God is doing in your life, and they say, you know what, if He can do it for that jacked up person, He must can do it for me, because I'm more perfect. Y'all know we think we're more perfect than other people. Maybe it's just me that I think I'm more perfect than other people. I don't know. Y'all look holy tonight. Jesus, help us. Say, I'm qualified. But see, when we feel disqualified, this is what God showed me today. When we feel disqualified, we in, in, when I feel like I'm disqualified, I inherently disqualify other people. It's what happens. When, I am, when I'm not satisfied with me, then I want to make everybody else in my home miserable. And Amy said, amen. It's true. If I feel disqualified and I'm listening to the voice of the enemy, I want everybody else to feel the same thing that I'm going through. But I'm qualified. Say I'm qualified. Which leads us to this message that we're in entitled, Think Better, Live Better. Think Better, Live Better. Last week I, I made the statement and I said, where you are in life right now in the circumstances that you are facing can be directly linked back to your thoughts. Your thoughts are very powerful. Matter of fact, your thoughts are what got you to show up here tonight. Some of y'all didn't even know y'all were going to show up, but there was a thought that passed through your mind that while you were eating that chicken breast at Bill's, something said, oh, my, my flesh is being satisfied, but my spirit feels hungry. I need to go to church. Anybody? Anybody not eat fried chicken tonight? Okay. Fried chicken is good for the body. Amen? I think every Christian knows what fried chicken and, and yeah is about. Anybody put hot sauce on your fried chicken? We pray for you. I'll give you an example of how powerful our thoughts are. Our thoughts are so powerful that someone who falls into sin, they didn't just, bam, they just fell in and now they're a full-blown sinner. No, it, it started with a thought. See? It started with a thought. Somebody who commits adultery, they didn't just show up at that house in the middle of the night and knock on the door without a seed that got sowed. They didn't show up without preparation. Well, preparation, the way I look at it, preparation is it's a lot of thought process. So you need to show up at that, his house or her house and knock on the door hoping the spouse is gone and your spouse ain't looking. Hello. It was a thought that got you there. And see, and nothing happens without a seed that was sown into your harvest field. Because you see, your mind, our mind is a harvest field for all that God wants to do in our lives. What seeds are being deposited in, into, your, into your thought process? I'm hoping that you guys are going to be alive tonight and you're going to talk back to me. I need to talk back church tonight. I need, I need a church that goes, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Amen, preach it, white boy, something, I don't know. Y'all got to come alive tonight. Okay, just making sure. So, so your mind is a harvest field. That's why the enemy works overtime to corrupt the field. <laughs> come on now. That's why the enemy works overtime to corrupt and, 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 and put poison and, 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 and weed be gone or, or weed grow or whatever you want to call it to mess up the garden, to mess up your thought process. Your thoughts matter. It matters what kind of seed you're putting in the soil. That's what I'm talking about right there. If you agree with it, you say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> Proverbs 23, 7 says this. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's why it's important what seed is going into your, into your field. Because whatever seed goes in, that's the harvest that's harvest coming out. When you set up in front of a, a, a computer and you got a privacy screen so, so that nobody can see what you're watching, gentlemen or ladies, it begins to sow seeds into a thought and into your mind that eventually will reap a harvest somewhere else. And it's not going to be in the convenience of your home where nobody's looking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Listen, my thoughts have the ability to support my destiny or sabotage my destiny. Every one of us are going somewhere. Every one of us have a promise and a destiny, but it is up to you and your thought process to, 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 ah, to dictate if you get there or not. Well, how does that work? Because as a man thinketh, so is he. It said, as he thinketh in his heart. That's why we spent the majority of last week talking about the heart. Because last week I could have gave you these five points that I'm going to give you tonight on how we become to think better so that we can live better. But if the heart was damaged, if the heart was bruised, some of us, we talked about things that happened to us long time ago when we were teenagers. Things that wasn't even our fault that we've still held on to and, and still captivates us today because... There was a seed that was sown. And, 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 and so it's, that's why we focused on the heart to make sure the heart was prepared. Well, why is that so important? Because Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do, listen, because everything you do flows from it. So it doesn't really start up here, it starts in here. If there's seeds that get deposited, it kind of flourishes in here and then comes out to a thought and then all of a sudden before you know it, oops, I just showed up at somebody's house who I'm not married to. Somebody said, well, I'll, I just, I just want to trust my heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my heart. That's very, very dangerous because Jeremiah 17, 9 says this, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. It desperately wants to be wicked. Well, I'm just, I'm just trusting my heart to lead me to him or to her. I don't know why I'm touching on relationships. I'm just, it's just there for whatever reason tonight. Or well, I'm just trusting my heart in this area. Don't trust your heart because your heart is deceitful. It's desperately trying to be wicked. That's why it's important that our heart gets changed. We're all headed somewhere in life, and my thoughts provide the coordinates for my destination. Your thoughts provide the coordinates for your destination. You know how you go into Siri or Google Maps and you put in the address? Your thought process is the address for where you're going to show up to later in life. Amen? Now, if you don't like where you are, if you don't like the circumstances that you're in, if you don't like that, God, that, that, that the boss placed you in this particular role, if you don't like uh, uh, a certain situation that you're going through, the first step is to change the way you think. God, I need you to get me out of this. No, he might not want to try. He wants to change your heart. He wants to change your thought process of how you're viewing whatever it is you're going through. Because if, if, if my first intention is to jump out the pot that's hot and that's boiling, and I, it's burning me, i got to get out of this. If I don't learn whatever it is God's trying to get me to understand through this moment, chances are real pretty good he's going to make sure that I face it again. Everybody say change. It's the very thing, listen, that keeps you and I incarcerated and locked out from being all that God wants us to be. It's called refusing to change. It's in our churches. It's in our city. It's in our chamber of commerce. It's why Chiefland looks the way it has for over 20 years because nobody wants to change. It's called insanity. I don't know, but it drives me crazy. Because I see more. I see more in our city. I see more in this ministry. I see more happening for your homes and in your lives and your children and your grand. I see more. How are we going to get there? Except change. It's the one thing that keeps us locked out and incarcerated from the very thing that God is trying to get us to. It's called a stubborn mind. A stubborn mind will keep you stuck. See, Stuck in our old mindsets, in our old habits, using old methods, and wondering why we've not seen any new results. It's called being stubborn. And people who are stubborn are selfish. And people who are stubborn think that nobody can see it, but everybody can. 
especially people who can see that we're supposed to be somewhere different than where we are right now, but we're refusing to move. Everybody say, think better. Uh huh. Think better. All right, point number one that I wanted to give you is this. So how do we do this? How do we think better? Write these notes down. We got 15, 20 minutes. If I take the extra five, you know how I do. Can I have five more minutes? That'll be there in just a minute. But here's the first point. How do we do this? First one is silence the voice of the enemy. Tell it to shut up. Matter of fact, Hillsong, Hillsong has a new song. I don't know if you heard it. It says, tell the devil not today. It's a worship song. We may have to learn it. Tell the devil not today. We're real quick to tell our kids, y'all stop all that nonsense. But we won't tell the enemy, stop all that nonsense. No, we entertain that nonsense. We put our stamp of of approval on it because we agree. Or maybe it makes us feel good to watch somebody else rant and rave over what their opinion is when really it's not what God's opinion is. It's people who are stuck. Silence the voice of the enemy. Tonight, I want to empower you to begin to speak life over your circumstances. Anybody got situations that you would wish would change? Like tomorrow when you wake up, it's all changed. Speak life over that situation. Instead of talking all this darkness and all this disgust and all this negativity, speak life over it. Instead of saying, I don't know how. Okay, that's good that we admit it. I don't know how. But Jesus, I trust you to make it happen. Take your hands off and let God have his way. In your home, over your kids, over your family, over your job, over your finances. Tell the devil, not today. Start speaking stuff like, if God before me, who and what can be against me? I love that, man. Who or what? Oh, you think you bad? God's bigger. Oh, that's a big problem. But my God is bigger. We're real quick to tell so-and-so, zip that up. But we, we, won't, we, we just sit there and, and, at the devil. I don't understand why my family's falling apart. Maybe it's because you sit at the break table and just spew off all kinds of garbage and speak death into your home. My kids are just so jacked up. They sure are. And guess who it's a direct reflection of? You. Because you're speaking that stuff out of your mouth. Oh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I say it all the time, our girls are crazy. But I got to change that. I got I to gotta walk by faith, not by what I see. Amen? Anybody, anybody with me tonight? Okay. My girls are like, huh, what? I don't understand. One day you will understand when you grow up. Anybody ever heard that from your parents? I find myself so much and so often repeating things that I've heard my father say. Listen, when when the enemy tries to discredit you and disqualify you because you blew it that particular day. We do good. Coming out of Sunday, out the gates, into Monday, we feel great. Man, we we praise, we worship, we've got a word, we feel good. We get through Monday, man, it's great. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Tuesday, okay, we're wearing down just a little bit. By Wednesday, if we didn't come to church, by Thursday, we're about ready to take our boss out and cuss them out. You know what I'm saying? That truth hurts sometimes. But instead of, instead of believing the lie of the enemy, he goes, oh, you blew it. What you need to remember is nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of your heavenly father. So tell the devil, not today. Not today. Declare the, God's word over your life. Go with me to 2 Kings chapter 7. This is just a, just a, a portion of a story that I want to I just pull something out of it real quick. I know normally we just stay in one story, but I want to pull this out. 2 Kings chapter 7, beginning with verse 3, it says this. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. If we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, okay, we die. At dusk, listen, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots. There was only four dudes with leprosy. 
didn't even say they were on horses. They just walking through the woods. But they, the Lord caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army so that they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the, in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. What happened? They said, either way, we're going to die. So we might as well go. We might as well go. Again, if God before you, God sets you out, and God, God spoke to do another CD. God, you looked at my checking account lately. <laughs> it was $15,000 in 03. We in 2017. It's, it, I, I, I'm not even going to speak it. But things could have changed <laughs> from back then. God, how's that going to happen? When you begin to speak life over something, when God gives you a promise, you hold on to that thing and you begin to speak God's word over that thing. So, 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 so basically they said, hey, what do we got to lose? If we stay here, we're going to die. If we go this way, we're we going to die because there's a famine over there. If we go over here to the other enemy, if they let us live, hey, we're going we gonna to live. But what happened was as they began to go, Walk by faith. God began to amplify their footsteps. What happened? The lepers came into their destiny. All of the, all of the treasures, all the money, all the horses, all the donkeys, all everything from that, from the Arameans, they left. And the four dudes walking in going, what in the world? I want God to show up in promises that he's given to me. And I just walk, and even though I've trusted him, I go, what in the world? But see, we get so, we get, we get so, we almost get to a place where, where we put, where God is predictable. Like, we just know he's going to do it. I'm just going to come into the church and sit my little happy butt down on there. I hope Brother Bradley ain't freezing me today. I hope it's not hot in there because I don't want to mess all this up, you know. We want everything just to be just right. Because we've put God in a place where he's predictable. I don't want to serve somebody who's predictable. I want God to blow my mind every day. I want every time I think about the promises that he's, that he's put inside of me, that when it just happens, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. But I never, I never knew. I didn't know how it was going to happen. That's because I put my trust and confidence in him. When I begin to think better, I'll live better. When you begin to think better, you'll live better. And you'll love better. It was so funny. Every time I'd put that in my computer or, or in my phone when I was trying to write some notes in, not driving down the street, but whenever I came to a stop, and I would put think better, live better. Every time my thumb came off the I and hit the O and spelled love. Because it's true. When I think better, I will live better and I'll love better. Because how many knows there's a lot of us that could take a, some love tips from Jesus on how to truly love not just our spouse but one another and other people in the body of Christ instead of talking about everybody in the other churches and how we don't agree with how they do things. And I posted that this week. It's so funny because if it, it's, it, it's, it's one thing to, to alert or warn the church of false prophets, but if we keep pushing that point, it begins to confuse the sheep, and they start to believe that it's okay to judge people. It's not okay to judge. But if we'll think better, we'll live better, and we'll love better. Amen? Come on, give Jesus Christ some praise in the house if you believe it. We need to love better. I need to love better. We can't allow our current circumstances to dictate and define our destiny. We allow the enemy to write the script of our destiny. The reason he's messing with you is because he knows God's got something big for you, but we feel disqualified and we can't see the greatness of our God and King and all that he wants to do through our lives. And this ministry, it's just chiefling and it's just forward and it's just a few of us. I serve a big God who's got a, who's got a big family. And if we'll, if we'll lay down our, our, our statuses and our titles, maybe, just maybe, God will allow us to do something to change our city for his kingdom. Amen. 
I'm waiting for the church to get off that. Tiger Woods just, just stepped up and he's, I'm, I'm tired of the, don't be patty kicking. Bless God, if, 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 if Jesus Christ walked in this place and said, you're set free from all of this and all of this stuff, you're, you are set free. If we change our perspective of what we're going through and to God's perspective, we'll see things a whole lot differently and we'll come more alive than just sitting here. Bless God, preach it, white boy. Your home and your kids and your family is depending on you to come into a place, a church where the glory of God is and the word of God is being preached and soak it up so you can go back and drench the presence of God in your home and on your job and on the streets while you're pumping gas. Why am I so tenacious? Because I, be- I want to see that happen. I'm not talking about being squirrely. There's squir- what I like to call granola Christians, you know, fruits, flakes, and nuts. I, I got that. I don't want to be one of them. Because, see, that doesn't do anything but point me to that person and go, if that's Jesus, I don't want no part of it because I don't. But I want the, the true presence of God in my life to saturate me so much that when I walk by, it's like sweat slaps them in the face. But it ain't sweat. It's a sweet fragrance of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about a principle that's, that's been proven time and time and time again that says your life will always, everybody say always, always follow your thoughts. Your life will always follow your thoughts, meaning you can't take negative thoughts and live a positive life. I can't sit in front of the TV and watch CNN News and all the other stations and, and then walk out the house feeling like I'm, I've got the mind of Christ and I'm going to be positive about everything. I can't even look if everybody's like, well, did you see so-and-so on Facebook? Mm-mm, I sure didn't. I post what I need to and get the heck off. Well, are you saying Facebook? So that, I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is I know what messes with me. I know what stresses me out and puts me in a position where I go crazy. Maybe y'all can handle it. But let me tell you something. The devil knows your weaknesses, and he knows how much you can handle, and he's always going to push you past the point of no return. That's why we got to think better, think smarter, so we can live better and live smarter and love harder. I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing stuff out there. I'm hope, we got we to gotta think better, think smarter, so we can live better, live smarter, and love harder. You know, you told, you remember us adults when we, you know, back beer courting and dating and stuff. I love you with all my heart. I'm head over heels over, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's how we should be with Jesus. Just as passionate as you were wanting to stay up late so you could hold hands on the front. I remember my first date with my boo, my baby. In the pouring rain on Halloween, sitting on Tiffany's front porch, holding that hand. I didn't even care that it was hot as 500 hills out there on that porch. It was in October. It was just raining. It was hot and humid. And, but I didn't care. We just sat there all night long. That's funny, and that's cool, and it was great, but... We need to be that same way and that same passionate about God. Make sure you position me in a place where you can use me to transfer change to people that I come in contact with. What you talking about? I'm talking about thinking better so that I can live better and do more for his kingdom. I think it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, I'm like, Most of our thoughts aren't promoting positivity. Most of our thoughts are not promoting positivity. Listen, we've got to get our mind going in the right direction before our life ever will. Remember what I said. You always, whatever you're thinking, that's where your life's going to show up at. Number two, how do we, how do we do, how do we think better? Start your day by finding something to be grateful for. I'm not trying to win brownie points, but it's true. In the morning, I'm, I'm the most sensitive in the morning times. I'm not talking about I'm, I wake up crying. I'm saying I wake up, I'm, my spirit's sensitive, everything's sensitive. And, I, and, and I, I, I love walking through the kitchen. Amy's like, what you smoking right now? And, and see, I, I'm learning how to be grateful. I'm very grateful for Amy. Amy will tell you, I'm real lovable in the mornings after the second cup of coffee. But then later in the day, I blow a lid. She's like, 
how come you can't stay the same way you are in the mornings? That's because I probably sat down and watched a little TV, turned on the radio, going down the street, and I've heard some negative stuff. And then wondering how come I'm not having a positive uh, response when stuff goes crazy. That's because when I listen to crazy, my first instinct is going to be what? Go crazy. So learn to become grateful. I'm grateful for my girls. I've not always been thankful because they drive mom and daddy crazy. But, I, but be, be great. Learn to be grateful. Find something in the mornings to be grateful for. Even if you got to write it down. You woke up. Be grateful for that. Be thankful for your job. Be thankful for your health. Be thankful for your car. Somebody say, I don't like my car. Well, if you get half of the contents out of it so you could actually sit down in the seat, get half them water bottles out. Hello, I, I be washing cars, I know. Start being grateful. I'll never forget my dad telling me at a very young age, if you would take care of what God gives you, he'll give you st- bigger stuff. He'll give you greater. But he wants to know, will you be faithful for, with what he's given you? Be grateful. Get grateful. Get your mind going in the right direction and your life will follow. Amen? Number three, be hopeful in all things. Be hopeful in all things. It's easy to be positive when everything's going good. Oh, it's a great week when the deposit goes into checking account. But when the bills start coming out, phew, phew, phew. We ain't no positive. We ain't positive anymore, are we? What happened? Because our, our positivity was based on ching. When our positivity should be based on Jesus. Amen. I'm not saying money's not important, but if you manage your money and work your money and let your money work for you, you'll live a lot more of a stress-free life. Amen. That was from Dr. Dave. For those of you that have taken Dave Ramsey classes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I'm just throwing some scripture out there. It says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for. Everybody say hope. Hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Listen, we've got to be hopeful and we've got to have faith. Habakkuk 2.4 says, the just, what's just? Those that are justified, those that are righteous, those that are redeemed, those that are forgiven. That's all of us. And the just shall live by faith. How important is it to live by faith? Hebrews 11.6 says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. I believe if I was to put a mic in your face and go, do you want to please God? You would say yes. Then I would have to turn to you and say the only way to do it, to please God, is to live by faith. Live by faith. No, we don't want, we want to live by the assurance of what we can see. Not by faith. Say, it's time, to, it's time to change our thinking so we can live better. Amen? It's easy, it's easy to fall into the trap of doubt and unbelief. Every day. It's dangerous for our hope to take a detour. It's dangerous. Listen, it's dangerous for our hope to take a detour. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Are you believing God for something? Never confuse God's delays with his denials. Just because it's not happening, there's many, 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 many times. Dude, it was right after we released that CD. Somebody said, you're going to release another one. Okay. Send me the check. (laughs) We'll make it happen. Okay, God, I'm believing, I'm believing. It's 2017. How many years later is that? Just because God delays what he has spoken doesn't mean he's denying you from it. He's trying to make sure that you're working some things out so that when he does bless you, you don't mess it up. Why aren't all the chairs full? Maybe because he's trying to work some things in us so that when he does send them and he does send the kids that we're on point and we're handling things and handling church business the way we're supposed to, that we don't mess it up. I didn't think you'd shout me down on that, but it's true, whether you like it or not. Is true. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Listen, we can't give up and lose hope. You cannot give up. So many times people give up right before the breakthrough. They give up. I'm out. I quit. I give up. I'm out of here. Peace. You said it. I've said it. If I would have given up the first time that it didn't happen when I thought so, I would have missed out on so much. Stop giving up. Stop giving God ultimatums. I'm not trying to be hard tonight. I'm just, 
Stop giving God ultimatums. Well, if you'll do it this, then I will. No, 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 no. When you decide to do it, I will do my part. Just let that sit for just a minute. Number four, how do, how do we change our thinking? Empty out the unnecessary. Tune it out. Empty out the unnecessary. What's unnecessary? Negativity, bad relationships, stress. Get God's perspective. Negative news media, fake news media, all that, just, just any of it. Just let it go. Get it gone. Say, get it gone. When my trash stinks in my house, I, it's out the door. Gots to go. Now, Amy, when it starts to stink, she'll just set it out the garage for daddy to get it, but did I say Ansley? I meant you. Amy does that. Did I say Amy? That's what Amy does. I'll be like, oh, I guess she wanted to trash out. I didn't get the whiff soon enough. But when it starts to stink, I take it out. Well, how come we let stuff and craziness and negativity in our life, how come we let it hang out in here? It stinks to everybody we come in contact with. And they're probably like, can y'all not see that that's messed up? How funny and convenient it is for somebody on the outside to see that we got mess, that we're not willing to change. Everybody say, think better. When we think better, we'll live better. Listen, not all news is bad and not all places are bad. But you know what's not beneficial for you. You know. That's why we don't let, when we, our little kids were growing up, we didn't let them watch scary movies. Why? Because Taryn don't like clowns. Why do, why, do we, why, do we, why do we put parental guidance on their, on their direct TV so they, can, they can't just watch whatever they want to in the room? Because we know what's not beneficial for them. They don't know, but if we let them open up just anything, guess what? Anything's coming in. Amen. You know what stresses you out. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast on you. When my mind is on Facebook and all that, guess what? I, I'm not going to be in peace. I'm going to be all messed up inside. And then, and then when Amy comes home, and I'm just waiting, just, just waiting. Why? Because I've let all this stuff go into my, my field all day. You're at work all day, and people just dumping all kinds of negativity in here. If you don't get it, you've got to have a dump button. Dump the unnecessary. Number five. In closing, reset your mind. Reset your mind. Well, that wasn't too difficult. If we're going to think better, we got to do something. Yeah, reset your mind. If you don't reset the way you think, you can say, oh, I'm not supposed to think, I'm not supposed to look at that. But if you don't reset your mind, when that pops up again, you're still going to go right back to it. But when you reset your mind, when that pops up in the enemy, it could be stuff... You could be Googling something. You can be Googling Easter eggs. Easter, whatever it is. I don't remember. And something else popped up. If I didn't reset my mind, I might have hung out on that website just a little bit too long. Reset your mind. Listen, when something happens to you and you have a setback, it's time to reset. Everybody got an electric clock in your house when the power goes out? Y'all know what happens. Bleep, 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 bleep. Anybody ever just went and got some electrical tape and just put it over the thing because you didn't want to reset it? No, you didn't. You went over and reset Anybody just go over there and unplug it because you didn't like the light flashing? No, what'd you do? Reset it. When crazy stuff happens and you blow, just reset. Reset. The enemy pushes you off. Reset. When you blow it, reset. Well, how do I do that? You coming in to church, your kids are crazy, y'all trying to do the right thing on Sunday mornings, trying to put on our family loves Jesus. We coming to church. Hi, little Johnny. Hey, little sweetheart. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we praise the Lord. How you doing? Hey, we're blessed and highly favored. But you know, y'all just y'all just had World War III in your car. And then you come in here, Pastor Brother's like. How many got your jumping shoes on? I ain't jumping, you jump. We pay you to jump. You jump. I'm just going to say here. 
I'm mad. You don't even know what I just went through. I don't know. I don't care. I do care if it continues to keep you stuck. How do I hit reset? Reset. World War Three in the car. Reset. But my wife will think I've, I'm just a hypocrite. This room and the rent we pay for all these units is for hypocrites. What's a hypocrite? Somebody who says one thing and does another. I don't think there's a single person in here in a 24-hour period that actually does what you say. All the time. Reset. It don't matter what your spouse thinks. When she begins or he begins to see a change in your mind and your thought process, well, how will she know what I'm thinking? Because you're going to live better. You're going to do better. You're going to live smarter. And you're going to love harder. Everybody's standing in all of this room tonight. Sorry, I didn't ask her to have five more minutes. I went ahead and took ten. Psalms 119, 5 and 6 says this. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. It's time to take the limits off of God. How am I limiting God? In my thoughts. Allowing the enemy to control your thoughts. To be convinced that you're not worthy. You're disqualified. How could anyone love me? That's your thoughts. You have control over your thoughts. You have the ability to go, not today. How am I limiting God? My attitude. Bad attitude. Kind of hard for God's love to shine through when all people can see is your negative attitude. And my negative attitude. Unforgiveness limits God. I'm just saying, how do we limit God? Unforgiveness. Disobedience in my finances. We believe in God for, to bless our home. But we're not faithful in paying tithe. But I, but I give. Now, are you giving ten? There's a difference between offerings and tithes. You can't ask God to bless something that's cursed. What do you mean? Well... The Bible says if you rob me with time, this is not a message on money, but I'm just saying, how do we limit God? If I'm not, the more he can get through me, he will get to me. I'm telling you, I know from experience, because we shouldn't be here. Me and Aunt, we shouldn't be here. God made it happen. Everything got flipped upside down for our finances when we came here. We shouldn't be here. The house we live in, we shouldn't have. The job she... She was able, she, was, she could have picked whichever school she wanted to come to. God did that. That had nothing to do with just because of who we are, who we know. We didn't know nobody. When God can get more through you, he has promised he'll get more to you. Well, God, I'm believing. If you'll be faithful and stop being disobedient, you will see God do more than you can ask or think. I'm just telling you. Stop limiting God. Okay, that's all. I, I don't want, that, was, that ain't about money. I'm just, it's just ways we limit God. It's not about how much money you get in the church. It's how much money. God wants to bless you. How else else do we limit God? Not putting God first. And it starts in our thought process. What would God do? Get God's opinion. It's time to take the limits off. And begin to think better. So we can live better. We got to take the limits off. I, I'm speaking to me because I, I have a plan drawn up in my head of, of how, how God's going to use us to reach people. Guess what? I, gotta, I can limit God. If I say God has to do it this way with this person or these, God draw these certain, draw this group of friends and then maybe we can go out. No, 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 no. That's limiting God. God wants to do more through more people. If we just said, well, if so-and-so family was here, we could do more. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Take the limits off. I'm done. I tell you every time, because I see more for your lives. I see more for your families. Take the limits off. 
I just gave you some areas of how you can take the limits off so God can use you above and beyond you would ever think or imagine. How many want that? Keep your hand up. Father, I thank you for this night. God, I thank you for your presence in this house. God, we want to take the limits off you. God, we don't want, we don't want our plans to dictate what your purpose is for this house. God, we, we want your will as it already has been established in heaven to come and have its way in this place through these vessels. God, we take the limits off. God, we take the limits off through our thoughts, God. Through our doubts and unbelief. God, we take the limits off. We don't want to limit you. In Jesus' name. I thank you for every person here tonight, God, that we would begin to think better so that we can live better. And we'll think smarter so that we can live smarter. And God, so we can love better, love better, love better, love better. And love harder. In Jesus' name. Repeat this after me, everybody. We're going home. Father in me, change my heart, change my mind. May you give me your perception. Your ways are higher. And God, I want to know your ways for my life. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, come on, give Jesus Christ one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Well, we love you. I hope you got something out of that little two-part series. How many got something? Amen. Amen, amen. Don't forget Friday night, those that are volunteering, wear your four t-shirts. We'll see you at 645. For those of you that uh, ordered shirts or reordered shirt sizes that were not right, you can see me if you're coming uh, to volunteer. See me at the gate or at the concession stand, and we'll make that exchange. They should be here by Friday, so I'll get those uh, to you. And then also, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., First Baptist Church is our men's steak dinner. I think it's like 10 bucks um, for steak, potato, dessert, and a salad. Okay, for all the men in the house, 6 p.m., First Baptist Church, Chiefa. God bless you. Sunday, don't forget, please, 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 sign up on the way out at guest services for whatever vegetable or dessert that you can bring. If you can bring both, praise the Lord. We'll eat healthy, eat good. Closer.